Hi, I'm Cami, And I'm Brittany. And this is the Deeply Rooted Homeschool. The heart behind our podcast is to encourage and equip you as you start or continue your homeschool journey. If you're considering homeschooling or are new to homeschooling, we created this podcast with you in mind to answer common questions. If you're just finding us, you'll probably want to go back and catch up on our past episodes. Thanks for joining us today. This episode is a little different than our other episodes. We're tackling a subject that is heavy and all of us deal with. We're talking about comparison. We could have just talked about it on a surface level, but we felt that it would be a disservice. We believe comparison is best fought at the spiritual level, as it is a heart issue. We ask that you pray before you listen and ask the Lord to speak to your heart. Welcome back to the Deeply Rooted Homeschool. We are so glad to have our friend Jen back with us today. You might remember Jen from episode two, which was titled From Public School to Homeschool. And she just had so many good things to say that we decided to bring her back tonight. We're actually going to be talking about comparison today. Comparison can be so prevalent in our lives, especially as women. We've had several different moms on in the past few episodes, and it can be really easy to listen to them speak and think, wow, I could never do that, or "Or that is so far above what I'm capable of, or wow, they're just really amazing. I could never do the things that they do. But our goal has always been to encourage you and equip you and not to make you feel like you were having to compare yourself to somebody else. So we kind of want to just talk about that today on today's episode. So thank you, Jen, for joining us. Thank you. I'm excited to be here again. So we feel like today, in today's world, comparison is a huge issue. And we we feel so strongly about this episode because we just see it happening all around us and and to us we are dealing with comparison on a daily basis and it's something that we have to um bring before the lord and and let him work on in us so comparison is ultimately we feel like it's looking at what somebody else is doing looking in another lane and and kind of seeing are are we doing enough are we enough mm-hmm. because we have Pinterest and social media, and there are so many people doing so many different things and coming up with, you know, new ways to do this or that. And some people are are just trying to stay afloat. So enter comparison where the enemy can, can really lie to us and tell us that we're not doing enough. We're not enough. Our kids aren't going to be doing um, what they should or whatever, because, you know, the Joneses over here, you know, you're keeping up with the Joneses and what they're doing and, and then comparing what you're doing to them. So that's why we felt like it was such a, an important topic for us to, to bring up and to just discuss. So that's what we're going to do today. You're just, you're hearing our discussion. So Jen, I want to get your thoughts on what, what else would you say comparison is? Well, you know, I don't know that I have a ton more to add to comparison, except for the fact that, you know, I think we have to realize that um, it's like they say, you will behave um, out of what you believe. And we have to see that comparison is really a behavior and it's rooted in a lie, which is what you just said, Brittany, that the lie is that we're not enough. And um, 
I was thinking about it earlier today and just remembering of, of a time when I was in a really hard place and the Lord was just speaking a lot of truth over me. And, um, you know, I always thought that the spirit of comparison and the spirit of competition were kind of synonymous. But what he began to show me was in the spirit of comparison, um, though they're both rooted in the same lie, the spirit of comparison says, I'm looking around to the right and to the left and I'm seeing that I'm not enough. What we What happens is though, if we don't take that captive and if we don't put that thought in prison, it will lead to the spirit of competition. It's kind of like anger and how anger starts and then it leads into bitterness. And if we don't get a hold of that, it will eventually turn to murder. It's the same thing. So we go from comparison and if we don't get that under control and keep our eyes fixed where they need to, then it leads to the spirit of competition and and it shifts from I am not enough, but then we get into a mode of, Um, I have to prove that I'm enough. And so I never really saw myself as a natural competitor. I I wasn't, I didn't, I mean, I know this will shock you, but I'm not super athletic. And so um, natural competition is like not my gig, but in life, how quickly we can go from seeing an image or hearing of somebody else's great grandiose thing in whatever part of their life or things they have or whatever they've experienced, even with their walk with the Lord that maybe we haven't, you know, it, it, it will be a breeding ground for comparison. And, and then we don't take that captive. And then we end up find ourselves in a place of striving. And that's coming out of a, out, you know, it's just going from one thing to the next. And now we're competing and we don't even realize that we're doing it. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. If you break down the lie of I'm not enough, that really stems from the lie that I mean, you, that you can't trust him. Like th- that's where this comes from. It's an identity issue and it started at the fall. I mean, when he, when he came to them and he offered that fruit, there was a lie presented in that fruit that was, they've always trusted him for everything. And within that, it becomes that you start believing the lie that Jesus is not enough. Because you're not trusting him that what he's done in you, that that is enough. Right. I mean, at the fall, you know, I think about it a lot. I mean, the one thing that Lucifer got Eve with, um, which we have to remember, I I mean, I think this is critical that we need to examine really what it looked like um, the best best that I I can imagine it. You know, Lucifer at the time when he walked up to Adam and Eve, um, he was still in his form that God had created him to be. And Lucifer was the most beautiful creature that God had ever made. He encompassed all of God's beauty. And so when they were um, presented with the apple, when Lucifer walked up, they were having a conversation with a beautiful creature. And I think that that kind of set the stage for giving him credibility for what he said. And then, you know, he baited them. And and the, the way he baited her was with doubt and um, when he questioned what God had said. And in that one little question, and when doubt entered her heart, the doubt that that was presented to her was that God wasn't good to her. Mm-hmm. And so the goodness of God was what was in question. And when from that point on, everything trickled down. Because if you don't understand that God is good to you, then you don't trust him. If you don't trust him, then your identity gets placed in other things. And when she took a bite of that apple, she left the ruler and lordship of Jesus, of God the Father, and gave her lordship to Satan. Like It was an exchange of power. It was, I'm not going to follow you as my Lord. She gave her lordship to the enemy. 
And with that comes a whole different mindset that she had never experienced before. And so insecurity comes in and doubt comes in and lack of trust comes in. And then she doesn't know who she is anymore. And so when we don't know who we are anymore, we will look to the right and to the left to set our standard. And I really think that that's what happens when we get in comparison. We let our insecurities rise to the surface. And then we are letting other people define us and set a standard for our life that he never intended to be like that is a, we're all on our personal journey. And that is something that's between us and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is what defines our enough. And we are so inundated with images and whether it's visual or it's what we hear, we're inundated in our culture with that, that we, that voice gets louder than the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking who we are. Well, I like what you said, that that God never intended that for us. That is not, that's not what He's called us to. That's not living in the fullness of what He has for us when we start playing this comparison game. And it is, I mean, it's everywhere. It's everything that we do or see or hear or touch or taste or anything we're comparing. And it's just not where he, what he has for us. That's right. not the best for us. No. And I know, I mean, the days that I struggle, because let's face it, we all do. The days that I struggle are the days where I have lost sight of what he's spoken over me right? as to who I am. Um, it's easy, you know, then to let somebody else define me. But that, again, that's not his heart for me. I mean, his, it's what he wants to do is define me. And what he sees in me, you know, he looks at barren ground and sees fruit. And that's what's beautiful about the Lord. And when I'm close to Him and when I'm hearing the Holy Spirit, there is just no greater place than to take my weaknesses and to take the places that I feel like I'm not enough in and let Him pour His grace and His love over it. And they're kind of broken places. I mean, let's call it what it is. I mean, those are broken places in me, the times where I let, you know, people make me feel like I don't look like I'm supposed to, or my house isn't what it should be, or my boys don't act the way they should, or my parenting is off, or we don't have enough money. Whatever it is, like, I have let them make me feel like I'm not enough. And the Holy Spirit told me one day, that's not their job. Like, you are giving them permission to speak into your life in a way that I didn't intend. Like, I set your standard, and I've said, you're great, you're amazing, you're beautiful, whatever it is that I've struggled with. That's good. And it's like uh, the quote about, or I've heard it just in different places, about whose volume do you have turned up in your life? Mm. You know, like, do you have the right people turned up? You know, because there are some influences in your life that, you know, you can have their volume turned up, and those are, you know, life-giving you know, you're not necessarily comparing, but they're they're speaking life into you. Um, and then there are some that don't really need to be turned up. They need to be turned down. So, And I think knowing that about yourself and starting to realize who around you and who in your circle are the life speakers and who maybe makes you tend to compare yourself to them and kind of send you down that the wrong side of things is important to start noticing that about your about your own heart and your own mind. And you have to guard guard your heart and your mm-hmm. mind. And sometimes that means you have to turn those those volumes down mm-hmm. a little bit more. That's right. And I think that that becomes really prevalent right now with the um, amount of social media that is used in there. I'm not anti-social media, although I have taken a bit of a sabbatical from it all beca- for that reason. Because I found myself in a place of just – 
letting comparison sneak in and it will come in as we know the enemy is sly like he's not loud i mean it comes in very um deceptive and so i was being deceived um and found my my heart in places that it just didn't need to be and so i just had to guard it and shut it down like it's okay it doesn't mean that i'm not ever going to be able to be trusted with that kind of thing but it's wisdom in me to say hey you know what i know that this leads me down a road in my mind that i don't need to go i'm having thoughts that aren't his thoughts and i cannot afford to have any thought in my mind that is not his and like you said it's sneaky it's just it's looking at a picture on a homeschool bloggers website that's like oh i really love what she did with her schoolroom i wonder let me go see if i can find that whatever that bookshelf or that map that she has hanging on her wall and then you realize oh my gosh that cost five hundred dollars i do not have five hundred dollars and suddenly you're in this spot where it went from oh that's really cool i would love to do that at my house to oh my gosh i will know uh, i cannot afford that i can't do that like oh man maybe i should maybe i should pick up a job on the side and mm-hmm. figure out how to make this happen and that's not that's not the way that we need to be living. Which translates to I am not enough. Right. Right. Because I can't afford that. I can't make my homeschool room look like that. So I'm not good enough. My homeschool room isn't good enough. I probably can't teach my kids very well because I don't have this five hundred dollar map on the wall. Oh dear. Right. If that's the case, my kids are in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> no. But isn't it? I mean, it is. Like, it that's, that's where we end up. Mm-hmm. It's the spiral. It's a spiral. That, that, you know, if you had that ridiculous thought in the beginning, you'd probably be able to pick it out and say, that's ridiculous. That's outrageous. Of course, that doesn't mean I'm not enough. But you start with, you know, something simple. Like, you're just admiring somebody else's homeschool room. And then eventually it spirals into the outrageous but by that point you're already in it like you are already like at the bottom of the spiral and jen i think you kind of mentioned this earlier but it's easy to get there when we have had a harder day on the good days in homeschooling we're we're great everything seems happy and great but on these harder days i feel like the enemy loves to come in and say you know what i bet the smiths aren't having this problem today i bet they're just having so much fun that lady with the map on her wall is having a beautiful homeschool day and her kids are probably all in their clothes and have their teeth brushed and yours don't, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where I, that's where I fall is that on good days when we have a great homeschool day, I'm like, yeah, we're rocking this. Mm-hmm. But then the hard days throw me. So can you imagine how somebody just starting out might feel like they have no experience in any of this? But they're they're looking around. They're looking to the left and to the right. They're looking in the other lanes, you know, and, and some of that's okay because, you know, not all comparison is is bad. That's like, right. Comparison comparison is neutral if we really think about it. It's what we do with it that makes it negative or positive. That's I feel like that's what we ended up saying was that like comparison in and of itself is neutral. Like just looking at somebody else and like you said, comparison started off being like looking to see the similarities between something but it's what we do with it it's it's whether or not we use it to define define ourselves mm-hmm. or our situation, or, our situation. Or, or whether or not we're doing this right you know we make it right and wrong i know that m- for myself when i was looking at other people in their lives maybe it was a physical attribute or the way their home was, what their marriage looked like. You know, I, 
I was letting, like I said, them set the standard, which told me what, what I was doing was either right or it was wrong. When you're just starting out homeschooling, you, you have the tendency to look around and be like, oh, we can do this and we can do that and we can do this. Oh yeah, that sounds great. Okay. Okay. And you keep pulling all these things in and you end up completely overwhelmed or you get something that doesn't look like you it yeah. doesn't look like what your family needs um it looks like what some another family is you know what it works for them you know i did that when i first started out i looked at somebody else and they had a you know one of those humongous three ring binders i mean i don't know what the inches three inch maybe is like the biggest one i mean it was enormous and it was had the tabs and the folders and and everything was you know in a certain colored something or another and and i knew i knew more about myself but i went with it and i copy and pasted everything that this other person was doing because i thought that that's how to do it i thought that was how you do it to be successful I literally copy and pasted something that somebody else was doing. And I looked at that thing for maybe a week. And that and then after that, like we got into, you know, our groove kind of figured out who we were. Um, and I realized that doesn't work for us. But I knew enough about myself in the beginning to know, well, that's that I should have said, well, that's really neat. Maybe there are some things from that that I could learn. But to copy and paste everything that somebody else was doing was it was counterfeit and it, and it didn't work. I, I ended up spending a lot of money and a lot of energy and having a lot of frustration and then ultimately feeling like I was a failure. Right. Again, like I wasn't enough because I couldn't stick to what was working well for somebody else. Well, it's working well for them. Why, why can't I make it work mm -hmm. when really I knew better in the beginning that I'm, that's not who I am. Right. But I listen to a lie. Mm -hmm. It's like I tell my boys, like, if you really want to fail at something, try to be somebody else. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, you will fail every time because you were not intended to be someone else. You were intended to be you. That's, I mean, God made you and your amazing creation and you're going to do life the way you do life and you bring giftings and you have ideas and, and the way you run your family and the way you do homeschooling and, and the way that you, you know, do life is individual. We're all on our personal journey and he's in the middle of it. And what we do when we start to compare is essentially we quench the Holy Spirit. I remember a time when I was like struggling. This was me personally and it was not in like homeschooling or anything like that. It was more honestly just with physical appearance. And, um, you know, our bodies change and they're not the same. And, and I had come from a really hard place. And I remember um, standing in front of the mirror, honestly, just having kind of a moment of just discouragement and just thinking. Ugh. And I start my mind started to go of like what Jonathan thought and of the images that he sees, because you can't walk around as a guy and not see. I mean, hello, they're everywhere. You can't buy a pack of gum at Kroger without being thrown an image of a really nice, pretty body. But so I was sitting there thinking and worrying about the images that Jonathan sees and praying for him and that the Lord would protect his eyes from seeing different images. And um, I remember the Holy Spirit stopping me and he said, the problem that you have is not the images that are in Jonathan's mind. The problem are the images that are in yours. Mm 
Mm. And instead of praying that I would protect his eyes, you need to pray that I will heal your vision. And I remember thinking, that's what I need. (laughs) I need my eyes healed. I need to see different. I need perspective to change. I need to look around and see the beauty in what everybody else is doing, but not letting that be the standard of the beauty in my own life that he has graciously given me his love and he, and my identity is found in him. So all of that kind of reminds me of a quote from Sarah McKenzie and it's out of teaching from rest, which you guys know that we love that book. Um, She says in her, in this book, you are made in the image and likeness of God and you have exactly what you need to be the mother that he wants you to be. Figure out what drives you and then let your kids shine within the atmosphere that you create. Trying to be something that you're not, trying hard to provide your kids with the education that the blogger next door is giving hers will burn you out and make you want to quit the whole project entirely. And I really think that that's, I mean, that is so true when you're striving to do something that's not who you are and not true to what God has called you to do as a family you're going to be frustrated and overextended and burned out. Right. And I think, again, just we need to extend ourselves the grace to figure out who we are in this process. What I am this year to my boys is going to be different than who I was last year to them and who I was the year before that. I mean, our needs change. um, Our schedules change. Our life changes. It looks different. The circumstances that we're in, you know, like I shared the last time with my mom passing away that first year, that was a completely different dynamic than what it is now going into my fourth year. But just giving myself the grace to change throughout the course of even the year, the semester, shoot fire, the day. I mean, we just kind of have to roll with it. And your knowledge, your your understanding of who God is and of yourself and how you relate with your kids and your understanding as your kids get older and you start to see their personalities develop even more and you start to see God's hand and plan for them, that changes all of that every year. Like you said, it's going to be a little different because you learn a little bit more every single year. You know, there's there's so many areas in homeschooling that you can compare. You can, my seven-year-old's not reading, but your seven-year-old is reading. Um, which curriculum, is your curriculum better? Is it going to teach my kid better than the curriculum we already have? And I think that the enemy, he would love to sneak in there and steal steal that mess up your flow because this is this is your family that's that we're talking about here well and and ultimately i feel like it comes back to that um that quote that i think is is all over the place the um comparison is a thief of joy and when i think of homeschooling i think of man it's it's such a joyful experience or you know it can be obviously there are hard days um but you know, to have your kids at home with you and to be learning alongside of them and and watching them grow right in front of your eyes to see, you know, we've talked about um, homeschooling, you you can get the best of your kids and they can get the best of you. And then, you know, what does the enemy want to do? He wants to come in with this, this comparison and he wants to steal any little joy that you can have. So yeah, look over here and see, you know, that this person is, they're doing better. 
you know, in quotes, um, because their kid is doing this or their kid is um, on a higher level, but they're the same age or, you know, they have these materials and you don't. Um, so I think of that quote and I think it, it's just, it's so, it's so true. And it's all, all, all the enemy wants to do is just steal. So this topic actually has been on our heart since Amy, our good friend Amy, called me one day while she was driving and said, you know what, we really just need to have an episode about comparison. I just feel strongly that comparison is something that a lot of people are struggling with. So we actually have a special treat. Amy popped in. We record actually in her house. And so she popped in to say hi to us. And we're going to let her share her thoughts about comparison with us. So I think this came from, I think this came from um, probably there were several brand new homeschooling mamas that had called and I'd had conversations with and they were trying to set up their homeschool very similar to public school. Lots of questions were related to public school and I didn't want them to compare. To compare, I didn't, I want, I keep trying to tell people it doesn't have to look like that. You get to be in control. You get to decide what's important, what's not. Um, and you get to decide how much time you spend on it or you decide not to. I'm not saying that homeschool mamas and daddies don't give their kids a well-rounded education because I really feel like we do. But there are some things that just are not as important and some things that are much more important. And so it just made me keep thinking not only about they're trying to compare themselves to other public school, to what other homeschool mamas are doing. And I just keep thinking that we are created in God's image. That does not mean that every one of us are the same. So when we're comparing, we're almost going like the Lord wasn't quite right in this. Like I need to do something different, something else. So I think that there's just this worldliness, and I'm sure y'all already covered this since I've walked in late, like the world tells us something, but that's not how God sees us. And if God has called you to homeschool, then ask for help. Find people that are like-minded, but don't compare yourself to them. Pray about it. Do what God is leading you to do, because if you compare, you are doing exactly what Satan wants you to do right? You just are not living the way God wants you to live. So just don't compare yourself and not just in homeschooling, but women are terrible about comparing themselves in so many ways, you know? And so we just have to kind of just pray and know that the Lord created us exactly the way we're supposed to be and to be good with that. And to play our strengths, and when we have a weakness, go, what do I need to change, and how can I make that better to serve the Lord, not to serve other people, to serve Him first, only. I like what you said about, there's a difference between having a mentor who is encouraging you and have and looking side to side at everybody else around you. There's a difference but. Between those two things, and and having a mentor and somebody that you're that's encouraging you and is is encouraging you to do things your own way, is very different than you trying to look around and compare and try to pull from everybody else. Yeah, and sometimes so I have a really good friend that I bounce stuff off off of all the time. I get in a situation or I just get down or I just get whatever, 
and I call her. And sometimes she's doing things differently than she used to now, you know, right? And so she'll talk to me about it. And I just have to take, oh, that's an idea. Let me look into it. But that doesn't mean I need to do exactly what she says. And I call her a mentor, right? But I take what works. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, that's not where I am right now. Like I'm not, but I I plan it away, you know, I pack it away. And maybe later when my kids reach her age, I go, okay, that's an option. But it's not for us right now. I was just thinking like on what Amy just said. I mean, I, I, the looking around and getting ideas and having a mentor that speaks into you and is encouraging you to go your own way and seek out, you know, a personal journey. You know, it's just like they say, you know, you've got to chew um, up the meat and spit out the bones. And and that's kind of what we're doing. You know, when you're gathering information, you're in the the gathering information stage where you're just collecting a bunch of data on what works for them, what works for them, what works for them, what works for them. That's not a bad thing to do. That is okay. It's just, you've got to be willing to chew up the meat and spit out the bones, figure out what works for you and what doesn't. And ultimately that comes down to a trust issue with the Holy Spirit. And one of the great benefits of the Holy Spirit is that he guides us into all truth and he knows the truth for our families. He knows the truth over our children. He knows the truth over our own selves. And so just trusting the Holy Spirit in us that he's going to guide us into the truth of what, what is best for us in the season that we're in, whether it be in homeschooling or in our bodies or in the way our family dynamic is rolling, like he knows what's best. And so we've got to trust the guidance of the Holy Spirit and know that everything he guides us to is going to be good And it's going to be truth. And I think praying for wisdom in that because, um, you know, it is, it's super hard when you're, when you're new to something and homeschooling, you just, you can feel so much pressure in that because you, a lot of people, I've talked to so many new families that I can just feel the weight on them, the, that pressure of this is my kid's education that is now on me. And, and so my, my prayer is always for, for wisdom, because you look at somebody and you, you see the product, you see, you know, that, that everything seems to be going really great for them. So maybe if I do everything that they're doing, um, but, but you need to have the wisdom too, like you're saying, you know, chew the meat and spit out the bones. Um, well, those things will work for us. We can try those things, but I know that I can't afford that $500 map or, you know, I can't afford to do all of these extra things that this, this family's doing, but I don't need to, you know, so having praying for the wisdom in that and then for the peace, um, for the Holy spirit to just drop that peace on you of I'm doing enough, I'm doing the things and I, and I have the best interest of my kids at heart. Um, and so what I'm doing is enough. And you made a good point that you have the best interest of your kids at heart. And it is enough because I feel like I say this all the time on here, but God comes and fills all the gaps. Like whatever it is that maybe your weakness is, God is strong there. And it's okay. God will come. Let's boil it down. What's the very most important thing in this life? is that our children know God, love Him, and love other people well. Is that where, that's what we're all trying to get here, right? And and all the other stuff will fall away. 
all of the beautiful homeschool Pinterest dreams, all of the curriculum, it doesn't even matter. Um, Christ comes and fills all those gaps. Right. Well, and I think ultimately, like I was just sitting here thinking, comparison is a heart issue. And I don't mean to say that and sound defeating in it, but it really is. Like what our homeschool room looks like or our schedule looks like is a circumstantial thing. But comparison is a heart issue, and it's coming out of a place of insecurity. It's coming out of a place of lack of trust. And so really, that's what needs to be dealt with. You know, that's the heavy part. That, that's the part that's most important to the Lord is not education or what we're doing and making the right decision for our kids. It's the fact that we're carrying around doubt in our heart lack of trust in our heart, insecurities in our heart that need to be laid before the Lord are broken pieces because we can't be made whole and walk in the fullness of everything he has for us unless we sit before him in the quiet places and say, I'm broken and this is my broken places and these are my insecurities and this is what I'm struggling with. But ultimately it's a heart issue and he, that's what he came to set us free of. He came to set us free of the things that we're in bondage to in our heart. How do we not feed that comparison as, Look as at me, this generation you know. of women? How do we not feed that comparison? How do we not fall into that? Well, I mean, I think ultimately, like the truth of the matter is you can't impart to something, to someone, something you don't have. So if I am not set free of the insecurities in me, if I'm not set free of the identity struggle that I have, if I have not let the Lord define me and cleanse my heart and make me whole, I can't impart that to someone else. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I've got to make sure that the Lord is who's defining me, that my identity is always in Him, and that I am looking for opportunity in other women to speak truth over them, to be encouraging to, to not let them, I mean, you know, sometimes I need a, a buddy. I was telling the boys today, like the differences in the kinds of friends that you want. And we talk about friends a lot. And I, I have a particular friend that came into my life right when I needed her. And I told the boys, I said, she has not always said what I want her to say, but you need someone in your life that's going to call out when you are believing a lie, when you're walking in defeat and who, who's going to jump in the trench with you, but isn't going to like stay in the trench. They're going to jump in the trench and then tell you, we're getting out of here. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, just looking for those opportunities or, you know, around us with other mamas who might be struggling and may not, may not be open enough to share exactly what they're struggling with, but you will know, like we all make defeating comments about ourselves or there's worry and doubt. You can tell in our tone of voice or the things that we may say and joke, you know, we're jesting around or whatever, but it's really what's in our heart. Right. And so just seeing, being intentional about seeing those opportunities and being able to jump in and just speak truth and life over them. What would you say to somebody who doesn't feel like they have a person like that in their life that's speaking truth to them? Because I know I personally, I've been in seasons where I didn't have anyone that was speaking truth. And so maybe there's a new homeschool mom that's sitting here being like, that sounds great, but I can't even think of anybody in my, in my life who would be that person. Where do you find those people? How do you, how do you build that with somebody? Sure. And, and I think that this is a hard topic because the easy answer is to pray, right? And the Lord will send you someone and he is always faithful and he always answers. In the gaps, like you've talked about in the seasons where I haven't had anyone, he's filled them. Um, but, you know, I think also 
I'm going to speak to the people, not necessarily the ones who are looking to find, but you know, I think that it's, it is just as important for the seasoned mamas. So I would say to be looking for, for the, the ones that might be struggling, that's just as important and just as big a responsibility as it is for the ones who are struggling to be seeking that out in an older, more seasoned family. Yeah, that's good. I mean, there, I feel like there are seasoned uh, mamas that are just going about doing their thing and they're, they're rocking it. Like they're doing a great job. Um, and, and in those seasons, just look around, look, look for the people that are struggling because they're, they're there. Um, and I know I'm super thankful for, I'm, I'm thinking of a few people specifically that they could have just looked straight ahead. And just kept their eyes on their homeschool and their family and all of the things that they had to do. But they looked over and they saw me struggling. And or maybe they didn't even know I was struggling, but they followed a prompting that the Holy Spirit put on them to encourage me. And they didn't even know that that was a hard day for me or that was a hard season. Um, They just obeyed. And in that obedience, they blessed me in a hard time. So be that person. (laughs) And I know, I know sometimes it seems awkward and uncomfortable to be that person, Mm -hmm. to be like, Hey, um, I really felt like today, maybe you needed a hug and I'm sorry. Are you having a hard day? Like it's, it can be awkward for us to reach out and do that. But you know, by golly, I would rather die being that person that's like saying, I'm going to go all in Mm -hmm. and I will speak life to you and I will speak truth to you. Yeah. Even when it's uncomfortable. You don't even have to assume that somebody's having a hard day or, you know, maybe, maybe it's very obvious that they're having a hard time. Right. I'm saying following those promptings. Yeah. You can just encourage them like, Hey, I think you're doing a great job or Hey, how's it going? Let's talk. Let's have coffee. Let's, you know, whatever. And I think there's so many people right now in our current, in our current situation in this, in this nation that are, going to homeschool, whether they're, whether they're virtually schooling through the public school or, or going all into homeschool completely, whatever situation, there's a version of homeschool happening in a lot of houses this year. Mm -hmm. And I think that the struggles that we all face are the same, whether or not you're saying I'm a homeschooler or whether or not you're, you're virtually schooling. So it's even more important right now, I think in this, this year, this season, Yes, and I um, I wrote down this quote, and I feel like it goes with what you're saying. Um, Comparison will consistently cloud the clarity of call of the call of God on your life. And right now, we find ourselves, you know, a lot of families find themselves homeschooling for the first time, um, and and that's no that's God's not surprised by that. Like that's no accident to God. You know, He's not like, oh man, what are we gonna do? Like this thing's going on, and now you need to homeschool. I'm totally surprised. Um, like He's got a call on your life, um, regardless of what's going on in the world. I feel like that's the struggle. I feel like the enemy isolates us, mm-hmm. and he puts that, and he isolates, and then makes us compare. And I think that's where the trouble is: is that we've we feel isolated. We don't feel like we have people that are speaking to us. We don't feel like we have anybody on our side. And then we start comparing and being like, well, so-and-so has 95 followers on Instagram and she's all these people comment on her stuff. And, and that's where we slip down this slope to 
not what God intended us to be doing in our homeschooling. But I think, uh, yeah, I think that um, probably more than I felt alone or maybe just as much, I also felt defeated and just overwhelmed um, not knowing what to do. I wanted to do this right. I want, I didn't want to screw this up so bad. And I had no idea how to not do that because I was inundated with what everybody else was doing. And I had no idea what was going to work for us. And so I just felt overwhelmed. And then that, that leads to defeat, you know, when you don't have an answer and, and you're trying all the things and you feel like everything you try is busting, you know, that's hard. It's hard to not question what in the world you're doing. And, and if you've chosen the right thing, that it's not just failing every time you turn around because you didn't make the right choice in homeschooling. And I feel like maybe people feel like if I just picked this one curriculum, things would be different. Or if I joined a co-op, things would feel different. I would have people, I would have this or that. And honestly, I mean, even the, the first year that I was in a co-op, I still felt alone. I still didn't feel like I connected. I still was looking around, not knowing what I was doing and trying to figure it all out. And um, those things don't, those aren't the solution. They're not the, those are still just all circumstances, curriculum, home, homeschool co-ops, all that is still just circumstances. It doesn't fix the heart issue like you talked mm-hmm. about earlier, right. Jen. Right. And we'll find it. I mean, we'll be, we'll do it and we'll compare in homeschool and that, you know, we may, we may figure out how to homeschool our kiddos and get that down to an awesome routine that works for us. But we may still be really struggling with comparison in other areas of our life. And so, again, like you said, it goes back to the heart. And we've got to take our hearts before the Lord and just let Him love us well in every season of our life. And, you know, put ourselves in a place to receive the truth that He's speaking over us, um, over what what He's saying over us and our family. And just putting ourselves in the quiet place to hear the heart of the Father. But, you know, maybe if if no one else around you is telling you that, let me and Brittany and Jen sit here and tell you, you are enough. And no matter what your homeschool looks like this year, it's enough. Your kids will be fine. God will come fill all those gaps. And don't fall into that comparison trap. Just stop. Just stop the cycle wherever it is. Like Jen was talking about having to take a break from social media because she knows her heart and she knows that she's trying to protect protect that. Whatever that means to you, just stop the comparison. And you are enough and you're doing enough. So. Well, and I think at the end of the day, like you have to kind of ask yourself, if I'm standing in front of a mirror and nobody is there to define me, what do I see? And I think that if you took out everybody around you and there was nobody around to define your homeschool experience or define what beauty is to you, to define the perfect home or the perfect amount in your bank account, if nobody was around to define that, to speak that over you, what would you see? How would you define it? And if you really got still long enough, if you took all that out, and you inquired of the Lord, it would be perfection. It would be exactly as he is seeing it. And and then you would start, your vision would change. Like I said, you would see different. So that reminds me of the quote that I have been trying to find a place to put in. And it's, don't compare yourself to something that was never meant to be your standard. Mm-hmm. God has your measuring stick. 
Like right. he's the one with the measuring stick. He's the one that is setting the standard. And he's the one telling you that you're enough. You just got to get the other voices turned down low enough to where you can hear that. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Jen, for coming and having this discussion with us and Amy as well for popping in. Uh, Jen, would you mind to just wrap us up in prayer? Sure. I'd love to. Lord, we love you. God, I just thank you for this time to just um, gather with my friends and just discuss a issue, Lord, that is heavy on your heart. Father, you designed us each perfectly. You have purposed in us all of your beauty, Lord. You have gifted us all in unique and amazing and wonderful ways, Lord. And though comparison and competition is part of the world we live in, Lord, it was never designed by you um, to flow into our hearts and and be into affect our relationships, Lord. Father, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of the problem is with the way that we see, with the images that are in our mind that we compare and, and the standard that we set that's worldly. And Lord, we know that there is no standard any greater than of your son. And so, Father, I just ask that you would heal our eyes, that you would give us your vision, and that we would see ourselves and the way we homeschool and our families and our children, any circumstance in our life, Lord, we would see it with your with your vision, with your perspective, Father, that you would pour out your love on us, that you would give us grace for this season, for any mama who's listening right now, who's walking in discouragement and defeat, Father, who uh, maybe feels alone. Lord, I just ask that your presence would fill wherever she is right now, that your love would abound in her, that, Father, she wouldn't feel alone anymore, that you would encourage her with your words first, but then, Father, that you would fill her life with people that can encourage her and walk beside her, that would um, help her see the lies that she's believing and that would be wise enough to speak the truth into her and that father, she would receive truth as it's handed out um, from your mouth. Lord, we love you. We thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you were blessed and encouraged today. Check us out on social media at the deeply rooted homeschool. We'll see you next time.